Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Pittsylvania County recently announced a partnership with River Street Networks, an internet provider that focuses on expanding broadband access in rural areas like Pittsylvania County. Having merged with several local companies in recent years, River Street is working to expand its network, which is why our Board of Supervisors chose to invest $1 million of its CARES Act money to help River Street with this costly project that will benefit our citizens. So I'm joined today by Rob Taylor, who's the Business Development Manager for River Street Networks. Rob, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you uh, coming in today. So I guess to start, if you just want to tell us a little bit about River Street, you know, kind of what you guys do and, and how, I guess, how you guys have been established in the region. So River Street Networks is a wholly owned subsidiary of Wilkes Communication, which is a 70-year-old telephone cooperative down in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. That laid the foundation, the forming of the River Street Networks. And those companies, uh, there are several companies that uh, residents in Pennsylvania County might know about that are now part of the River Street family of companies. Uh, People's Mutual Telephone out of mm-hmm. Gretna, uh, Gamewood Technology Group here mm-hmm. in Danville, and SCS Broadband, or also known as Excelinet, out of Arrington, Virginia. Uh, one of the key things for Wilkes is, that, you know, they're reaching out to rural areas trying to provide, bring broadband to uh, areas where they're underserved or unserved customers. And you mentioned, you know, wanting to serve rural areas with broadband. Talk to me about some of the challenges of of doing that, you know, what are what are some of the reasons that rural rural America has largely lagged behind in getting broadband access? So the top three reasons are funding, funding, and funding. Um, I mean, capital cost is the number one reason as why people in the rural areas don't have broadband. I mean, this is very similar to the electrification of the United States that happened decades ago. Mm-hmm. And it took decades to happen, and, right. but it required funding to do it. There's a substantial amount of money. It also requires a viable and respected partner or a company that can pull this off. I mean, one of the reasons why Gamewood merged with River Street is because even though we were a local service provider, we just weren't large enough to pull something like this off. Right. You know? Um, So if you look at River Street themselves, we've secured uh, funding from the FCC on two different levels. One was called Connect America Fund, which is CAF2. And the other was called RDOF, a Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. In the Pennsylvania County area alone, we've secured approximately it's $4 million to pass 2,412 homes with fiber over the next six years in the CAF round. Mm-hmm. And then in the other, uh, other one, we secured in RDOF, we secured about $6 million. Hmm. And that's going to help us pass about 5,837 homes. And also that's another six-year build. So both of these programs from the FCC, they pay out the money over 10 years, but they require us to build it out over six years. And part of the issue is because it's a reverse auction, when we go to get the funding, it's not all the money that we need to actually build the project to begin with. So that's when we look to local partners in the state to help support us, as well as our own loans and stuff to 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 implement the, right. the plan. So uh, right now we're currently seeking additional funding needed to help jumpstart the fiber build in the Pennsylvania County area. Mm-hmm. And just just to get an idea, and, you know, I, I wouldn't expect you to have an exact number on this, but if, if you guys were going to go out and build a fiber network to every home in Pennsylvania County, what kind of costs are we talking, capital costs up front are we talking about? You know, $50 million or more. I mean, it's it's quite significant. Right. Uh, right now, we're working on a project in King and Queen County. We're passing 
at 3,832 homes. Mm-hmm. That's the total number of homes in the county. And the price tag is just under $18 million. Yeah, that's-, that's a lot of money. And when you have those high costs, you need more customers to, to offset those costs. And that's not true in rural areas like Pennsylvania County. Yeah, typically what you see is if you're in an area in which you have uh, a septic tank or living off a well, then more than likely you're in an area where it doesn't make a lot of sense economically for a company to build out to you unless they have some sort of assistance. Pennsylvania County being the largest geographical county in in the state of Virginia, it's quite a significant build. Mm -hmm. Which is why, you know, our board of supervisors decided that to partner with you guys, you know, we, our our board of supervisors has made it very clear that they want to get broadband to our residents, despite, you know, those economic challenges that we've been talking about. They've they decided in 2019 that their goal was to get broadband access to 90% of our residents by 2024, uh, which is why they chose to invest a million dollars in this project to help you guys move this along, to help con- you know, continue to expand the number of residents that have access to broadband. Yeah, and that that's going towards a, a wireless build that we're doing. In addition to that, though, we also have a fiber build that we're working on. So if you can imagine, not only will we have a wireless platform but we'll also be coming in and augmenting that with fiber to the home uh, right. here in the near future. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the the wireless. Can you talk to me about you know what fixed wireless is and how that's different from you know the the fiber optic cables that we've been talking about? Sure. So fixed wireless is what we call terrestrial wireless. So that you have a cell tower or some sort of vertical structure in which you have antenna or a set of antenna arrays on mm-hmm. it. Normally, it's going to have fiber at the base or it might have a microwave backshot to a fiber connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that that antenna or vertical asset has uh, uh, radios that point out to the customers. And that's what we call point to multipoint. So you have multiple customers point it back to a single uh, uh, antenna or multiple uh, antenna arrays at the tower. The thing is, though, is that um, unlike fiber, you've got a lot of variables that happen, you know, when you when you look at wireless. Um, you know, you, you run into interference issues. You, you run into uh, weather issues mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, you run into um, foliage issues. You know, it might work great this year. But next year, the trees grew just a little bit, and now they're blocking the signal some. So what do we do? We need to raise the antenna. We need to top off some trees. What do we need to do? Uh, You don't have that with fiber. Once you have a fiber connection, you have the speed that you're going to need. You don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about what's going on uh, with your radio signal or, or any type of interference. Right. One of the key things that we have done is just recently, uh, several years ago, the FCC got away from uh, analog TV. You know, everybody went to digital TV, mm-hmm. right? And so what it did, it freed up what they called the uh, um, uh, some TV wipe space and it also freed up some other uh, spectrum. And it's what we call the CBRS band. So recently um, there was an auction held by the FCC and RSN went out and secured several of those blocks mm-hmm. of CBRS band mm-hmm. in the county. And that's going to enable us to have a um, a wireless signal that can't be interfered with something that you could go buy at the local um, store. You know, right. one of the issues that we had when I first started doing wireless back in 2003 is we were using 900 megahertz, and somebody who had a cor- a simple cordless phone could interfere with the tr- interfere with it. You mm-hmm. know, it, 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 we were always getting calls from customers saying, "Hey, my wireless just all of a sudden quit working," mm-hmm. and it was everything from Somebody put in a new baby monitor to somebody went and got a pair of wireless headsets to use to watch TV with, right. uh, you know, or gaming and so on and so forth. 
So again, with fiber, you don't have those issues, but Mm -hmm. with wireless, you can have some challenges over time. Right. So generally, the fixed wireless works. It's like a wireless network that goes to multiple, like a whole area, instead of it being a wireless network that generates inside a single home. Yeah. And so typically, I mean, a lot of people liken it to, you know, your cellular, right? But cellular, you're able to hop from tower to tower. Mm-hmm. On fixed wireless, you're fixed to that one tower. Right. You can't you can't hop from one tower to another. Uh, and typically, you know, cellular is going to have data, data caps and speed and, uh, issues and stuff like that. Where fixed wireless, typically a little bit more consistent on the speed. They normally don't have data caps. At least we don't have data caps. Mm-hmm. Um so again, it's more more similar to a um, uh, you know a cellular type service, right? And then what happens is once the service gets inside your house, then you could rebroadcast it on on an in house wireless network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So we have the fixed wireless that'll be coming, well, already is already in place and is being expanded, and then also the fiber network, which is also in place to some extent, but will be greatly expanded in the coming years. What's, what's kind of your guys' thought process in having both of those networks, you know, having the fixed wireless and the fiber? You know, what's what's the benefit of having both? Or why are we starting with the fixed wireless and then moving to the more of the fiber build? Ultimately, we, we would love to have fiber pass by all the homes in, in the county, but it's very expensive, very time-consuming. So in the interim, to get services out there to people quicker and at a lower cost then wireless makes the most sense. Right. And that was that was something that I wanted to talk to you about. So I know there are five existing towers even right now. If, if someone is interested in the service that you guys offer or is even interested in finding out what service they have at their address right now, how do they go about finding that out? There's a webpage that we've got set up. It's called join.buildpennsylvania.com. Mm-hmm. That page, if you go there, it's going to bring you in, have you go through setting up an account, if you have internet, have you do a speed test, right, and capture that information, let you know what's going on in your area. And it's also going to ask you if you want to be contacted about services. Mm-hmm. And what we are doing there is if you say, yes, I do, maybe, you know, we have services, we'll be contacting you, we've got services ready, or when it is ready, we'll be contacting you. Let right. you know. The other critical thing is it takes your information and it just represents it as a pin on a map to let us know that people in this area mm-hmm. are wanting service. So it helps to let us determine where is the most need, where's the most want, you know? Right. Um, and that again is called uh, join.buildpennsylvania.com. Uh, and the other thing they can do, of course, is, you know, we're talking about people who may not have internet at all mm-hmm. and we have a toll free number they can call. So it's 844 238 0131. You mentioned, you know, that you can see pricing. What kind of is the 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 pricing structure for for the services for especially for fixed wireless, which is what we're talking about right now? So, for the fixed wireless, it, the 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 basic service for residential, which is a 25/3, that's up to 25 megs down and up to 3 megs uh, up, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, a speed, which is the uh, FCC's definition of broadband now, okay? okay? Mm-hmm. For that, it, with unlimited service and everything, you're looking at $50 a month. And that's that's $50 is a month for the 25 slash 3 service. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some areas where you're we're close enough to the tower, we have a good line of sight to you, we can offer you a faster service. I think it's 50 slash 5. So 50 mm-hmm. megs down and 5 megs up. For really good. So our basic fiber plan is $75. Mm-hmm. And that's 100 slash 100. 
symmetrical service. So it's so 100 megs down, 100 megs up. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I know from from Pennsylvania County's perspective, you know, our, our board of supervisors was very interested in furthering broadband in the county before the pandemic. Right. And this past year has only, you know, I, I would say increased our urgency. This is this is more of a utility than something that is leisure uh, at this point. Internet access is is a utility at this point. Yeah. I, and I think that's, you know, um, you know, that gets back to, like I said earlier, the electrification of the mm-hmm. U.S., the pandemic has really shined a light on the fact that people need broadband service. They need reliable broadband services. They need cost-effective reliable broadband services. Right. In areas in which you don't have broadband, you know, you have difficulties with distance learning, mm-hmm. teleworking, telehealth. Totally agree with your comment that, you know, it really broadband has become more of a utility than, than anything mm-hmm. uh, when you look at it over the last two or three years. Well, Rob, I really appreciate you joining me today and taking the time to talk about this this really cool partnership and, and our combined efforts to, to increase broadband access in Pennsylvania County. Is there anything else that, that you'd want to add or think it's important that people know? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk to you and let everybody in Pennsylvania County know that River Street Networks is, is here, what we're working to do, what we're trying to do, and hopefully what we'll get done in the next few years for the county and, and the citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. In partnership with the local health department, the city of Danville, and many other local organizations, the Gretna Community Vaccination Clinic will open on April 2nd. Approximately 800 doses of the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine will be available on April 2nd and again on April 9th by appointment only. No walk-ins will be accepted. You can sign up by calling 434-432-3582 and leaving a message with your name and number. That's 434-432-3582. Someone will get back in touch with you to schedule your appointment. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.